Welcome back. I am so excited to dive into this topic that we will discuss today because I am so passionate about it. But before we do, I would love to give a special shout out to Shelly37495. She left a review that stated, I am encouraged, uplifted, and challenged in the best ways listening to this podcast. So excited to hit follow and hear more from her unveiled faith. First, Shelly, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to my podcast and then to leave a review. When you guys leave reviews, it lets the algorithm know that more people should listen to this. So Shelly, please send me a direct message on Instagram. I would love to send you a free little gift. And for anyone else who is listening who did not get the special shout out, thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen. And if you leave a review, you too may receive a gift next episode. Let's dive in. Can we get real for a second? One of the hardest things about the Christian walk is wanting something so badly, praying for it consistently, and yet God has still not given you the desire of your heart. We'll be honest here. That is hard. And it is especially hard when it's something that is intimate to you, when it is an aching in your heart when you feel like it may never happen and that is absolutely scary. And a conversation that I have had with several different women lately is the want to be married while you are still single. It is the desire to have a life partner. It is the desire to share worshiping the Lord together, to grow a family together. It is it is, it is a desire that has been placed in our hearts by the Lord because marriage is God's idea. And yet this is his idea, but here you are, here we are, and we have not yet been married. We have not yet found our husband. But as someone who has now been single for three years, I would love to share, if you are not there yet, it is absolutely possible to be content while you are single yet still wanting a husband. And God has really worked this in me in many different ways through many different seasons to get me to this point where I can confidently say, I am content. I've been single for three years and while I do want to be married one day, I'm in no rush. And I realize now that because my podcast has reached as far as Canada, thank you so much for tuning in, for sharing, all the things. I really, really appreciate it. But that there are people who are listening to this that don't know me. And so I think it would be really hard to listen to a stranger talk about something that is so intimate to your heart and hear her preach on how you can be content as you are single, yet not know a thing about the person. So I'm going to share a little bit about me, about my history with this. And then at the end of this, I'm going to give five practical tools on how I believe you can make the most of your singleness, that you can implement these tools and it will help you grow to be content as you wait for your husband. As I said, I have now been single for three years. Prior to being single, I was in two back-to-back relationships and those relationships added added up to about 10 years of my life. And the bulk of those relationships were prior to me giving my life to Christ. I gave my life to Christ in... 2018 and I wasn't officially single till January 2021. And I am someone who 
growing up, I, I had never witnessed a healthy, loving, godly relationship. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know it was possible. And once I saw it, once I saw that it is possible, I thought that that was really great for those people, but I didn't think that it would ever actually happen for me. And so I was the type of person who would compromise just for the sake of keeping a relationship. I was that person who felt like there was something inherently wrong with me, so I would never truly be loved. I was that person who struggled with abusive relationships um, in all different forms, physical, mental, emotional abuse. And I oftentimes mistook that for love because there is such an emotional whiplash that happens when things are going really well and then out of nowhere it becomes super bad. And then when you try to leave or... Um, distant yourself from the relationship, it suddenly gets really good again. Um, I was that person who knew that the person that I was wanting to be with was the wrong person, but I let my feelings for that person cloud my judgment. And I thought if I just prayed hard enough and if I did the right things in the godly way, like if I stood my purity ground with him, um, that God would meet me with this relationship, even though it was so clearly not what he wanted for me. I have experienced what it is like to be with the wrong person. And after leaving that relationship, I then experienced what it was like to be single and say that I was okay being single, but deep down inside, I knew that there was a bitterness in me and that there was a hurt in me and that there was um, a longing in me to be in a relationship. And it was at that place where God met me and he was able to begin filling me and showing me what it is like to be truly loved. And so for years, even prior to me giving my life to Christ, I thought that the love that I was looking for was going to be found in a man. And I was willing to, as I said, just compromise so many different things to try to fulfill that part of me when God was trying to show me that he is the one who wants to love me in the way that I desired. And he, in fact, is the only one who could love me the way that I desired. And I'll explain a little bit more about that later. Um, but it was in, when I was freshly single, it was in that moment, in, the, in, in that time where I was so bitter. And I didn't know, like I, I genuinely didn't realize how bitter I was or how much hurt I was carrying because it was the way that I had operated for so long that God started to break down my walls and show me not only is love truly possible, but that it is possible for me. And so now three years into being single, and I know that some of you who listen to this may have be may have been single a lot longer than I have been, um, or a shorter time, but no matter where you are, single or not, really, if you're listening to this and you're married, this is for you too. Um, God loves you. And he loves you 
intimately. Like he is the only person who knows every single thing about you from beginning to end. He knows what your eternity is going to look like. He knows the things that you struggle with now. He knows the the best parts about you. He he has a a creation of you, a, an intention, like the intended place that he has for you is it is a place of fulfillment, of knowing that you are worthy, of walking in a confidence that only comes from knowing who your father is. Um, God has now become my my father. And to know what it's like to have a good father was a foreign concept to me. I didn't grow up with my dad. But he has become a loving, intimate father to my heart. He is intimate to my heart. While simultaneously becoming my husband... Um, and that might sound weird, but that is who God is. He is big. He can be all things. And he has become all things for me. He is who I go to when my kids are acting up. He he is who I go to when my kids are doing really well. He is who I go to when my heart hurts. He is who I go to in celebration. Um, and it is with him that I have now been able to have that relationship that I desired. And... I love that as women, we get to experience that with, I mean, he sent son of man down, right? We get to experience him as a, as a male figure, as a, as a provider, as Jehovah Jireh, as Yahweh. Um, he is the one true source, but I know because I, I was that person who could have heard a podcast like this and been like, oh, that sounds so amazing. And yeah, God is those things. But to know that, but to not actually believe that for yourself, I know what that's like. And I want to submit to you that you can feel and know and believe that for yourself. It is absolutely possible. If God could take me, uh, the woman who became pregnant at 13, the woman who has three fathers to her children because she just ended up in repeated dead-end relationships with the wrong man, the woman who used to post provocative pictures of myself to get the attention, uh, the, the empty validation from a man, the woman who walked around seemingly looking very secure, but on the inside felt so small and insignificant. If he could take that woman and show her that she is loved, he he can do it for you too. And so I'm going to give you the five practical tools that God has shown me along the way. This is this is what we have walked through over since I've given my life to Christ in 2018, but especially since I've been single and even more so in the last year. And my prayer is that you will take it and you will pray about it and you will see which part which part of it is for you and even if it seems like a little bit like of a foreign concept that you will still give it a try. Uh, just give God a try. Scripture says, seek and you will find. Seek him and you will find what you are looking for. Ask him and you shall receive. And and if you're asking him to show you what it looks like to be truly loved, he's going to do that. 
He is a loving, loving father. He, he is holy and he is loving. And it is through his holiness that his love is fully cultivated and shown. So as you are in your singleness, the first practical tool I have for you is utilize community. And that may seem like a, okay, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, hang out with people. No, utilize the godly community that God has given you and surround yourself with people who are a little bit further along in their walk with Christ, who can help guide you when you are struggling with whatever it is you're struggling. It doesn't even have to be singleness. Um, put people in your corner who will love you for exactly where you are, who you can get comfortable and honest and vulnerable with. Honesty and vulnerability is a little bit hard for me. Um, I am someone who, as I said, I've always looked like I'm really secure and that I have it put together on the outside, but I didn't always feel that way on the inside. And in the last year, God has really pulled back layers and showed me how guarded I really was. And so even though I felt like I was utilizing community, I wasn't. And so find the people who are safe for you, who are godly, godly and safe, that you can um, just share all the things with. I tell people often that the first man to ever love me for who I am properly no strings attached whatsoever as my pastor, my uh, my location pastor. So my church has many different locations. My location pastor is the first man to ever love me, and he doesn't expect anything from me. Uh, I have he has been there in the times where I had absolutely nothing to offer even the church. Like I was just so down, um, in in my sin. I was so down in my struggle, and he. The love that he had for me, the godly community, the 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 utilization of community that I am I am prompting you to with this first practical tool is what it was one of the first things that God used to bring me to this place of being secure while I'm single. And so uh, start looking around. And if you're someone who is guarded, who you live a private life and um, you've been burned by people. People are, humans are broken. Uh, you you will be hurt by by people. It's, it's inevitable. But there is such a covering and a grace when you seek that through godly, like through prayer, through godly counsel, through um, what God has ordained. God created the church, right? So he wants you to be a part of the church. He wants you to know that there are people around you who yes are flawed but they are they are there for you and they are they are for you they are for your success they are for helping you through the struggle they are they are for you and my second practical tool for you is spend time with god kind of sounds like a duh right but it's it's not so often people will be they will attend church on sundays but that's the only time that they spend with God. And if you want to know that you are intimately loved by God, you have to spend intimate time with him. If you think that you can go into a marriage and only spend Sundays with your husband, it is going to fail pretty fast. You're not going to know your husband. Your husband isn't going to know you and you guys will feel distant. The Sunday will feel really great. It'll be a high and then it just kind of dwindles, dwindles down Sunday night, Monday. Um, so spend time with God and 
for me, I am a avid journaler. That is the way that God speaks to me. I can spend hours, literally hours in my journal. And it didn't start out as hours. Um, and it didn't necessarily start out as conversation with God. It, it, it turned into that because that is the way that God speaks to me. But God speaks to all of us in an individual way. There are many different ways that you can hear from God. And if you're interested in learning more about that, shoot me a DM on um, Instagram or comment, or leave a review, and I'll reach out to you because I have some good resources for that. But spend time with God, and no matter what your best way of hearing from God is, you have you need to get in your word. You need to read your Bible. Um, God left that as a blueprint for us. It is his love letter to us. It is his living word. Um, everything in the Bible is true, and it is God's way of leaving a leaving a written word for us to know him. And I know that sometimes when you hear that, like read your Bible, it, it can seem like it's just this uh, artifact, right? It can seem like it's just this ancient history of the Israelites and of, you know, Jesus and uh, the apostles. But God wrote that, used the people of that time, to write, to address the people that they were speaking to. It's to them, but for us. It is for you. It is for me to know God intimately. And it is so often that when I'm reading scripture, even if it's about like the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years, that God will apply that specifically to the situation that I'm in. And that comes from it being the living word. It is it is eternal. It is the word that is the same because God is the same, right? And if this is the living word, if this is his version of speaking to us, it is the same then, now, and forevermore. And so spend time with him. There are, there are many other ways. Reading your Bible, I would say, is number one. But also podcasts are a good one. Find some good podcasts. Hey, welcome to mine. <laughs> uh, but there's sermons. You can worship to music. Some people like to be out in nature and they will see God there. Find what works for you and make it an everyday practice. Um, if you can, if you can't do every day to start off with, do it three times a day or three times a week. I apologize. Uh, find ways to spend time with God and find what works for you. And you will come to know security. You will find security in, in the Lord. And there's nothing greater. A, a man, a, a man, a human would not be able to give you what the Lord can by spending time with him. My third practical tool for you is ask God to show you what you're longing for in a relationship. I want to submit to you that the things that you are looking for in a relationship, the comfort, the partnership, the someone to speak to, someone to love you, all of you, every part of you at every single second of your life, um, that cannot fully be found in man. And it wasn't meant to be found. Now, marriage is an echo of God. God created marriage. But the comfort, the provider, 
the healer, the one who knows you, that is God. And whether you spend time with him or not, that is who he is regardless. Like he, he is that person. He is that father. Um, but it's up to you to give him the space to be that for you. And so often we will look to relationships to fulfill that. And God understands that, right? He gave us relationships, but they were never meant to be our all and everything. And so this actually leads me to, I think, three, practical tool number three and four go together. As you are seeking what it what it looks like to be secure while single, you also need to check your idols. Are you idolizing marriage? Do you spend more time thinking about being in a relationship with a man than you do anything else? Do you wake up and that's the thing you think about? Go to bed, that's the thing you think about? Maybe it's not that often. Maybe it's just um, in your spare time. Maybe it's not something that's burdening your heart, but it has it become an idol. An idol is anything that you put before the Lord. And marriage so often becomes that. If you're willing to step out of God's call for your life, if you're, if you know that the person that you are trying to be with, maybe there's no one yet. If someone comes into your life and you find yourself compromising just to be with that person, you're, it's an idol. God, God will be so clear about who you should be with. Um, and that's not to say that you won't have options. I don't know what that looks like for everyone individually, but he will be so clear about who you should be with because it's important. Relationships are so important. And he loves you so much as his daughter that he would not allow you to be in the wrong relationship if you are seeking him. Now we have free will. So of course, if we want to do that, we can, but it's going to end badly. Take it from someone who, as I said, pursued the wrong relationship for a very long time. Um, but in order to know what idols are and to be able to know if God has this right person for you, it goes back to practical tool number three. Uh, ask God to, sorry, practical number two and three, you ask him what you're longing for, but spend time with him. If you're not spending time with the Lord, he it's going to be really hard for him to communicate to you about what you're longing for and for him to show you what your idols are. Now, he can. God is God. He absolutely, he. I mean, if he can communicate through a donkey, he can, he can communicate with you. But so often he wants us to create that space for him. Um, and, and I can, I can, I can tell you with confidence that when you create that space for him, there is nothing greater. There is nothing greater than knowing your father intimately. It is the, it is the greatest gift. How, how beautiful is it to think that the Lord, the creator of the universe, the one who makes the, the waves stop perfectly on the ocean, the one who rises the sun and lowers the moon, the one who is all that just takes care of everything also wants to take care of you. He wants to love you exactly as you are right now. There, there's, there's no greater gift. There is nothing more beautiful 
than that. Like it is, it is the most grand that's not proper English, <laughs> but it is, it is the best thing. And I, I can assure you of that, um, with, with full confidence and practical tool number five is protect your purity. And I don't just mean sexually protecting your purity. So for me, that looked like I, I spent six months off of social media in 2021, actually. And it was wonderful for me. I'm not saying that you have to spend six months after uh, off of social media. That's not what I'm saying at all. But it was it was an intimate time between God and me for him to spend really good time with me. And for me, I did, it was once I got off of that six months of fast of social media that when I got back on Instagram, that's the social media that I use most often, that I realized that how much the stuff that I was looking at prior was really bad for, for my relationship with God and for my, for my soul. And it wasn't, I wasn't looking at like pornography. I wasn't looking at um, quote unquote, black and white sinful things, but it was, it wasn't good for me. And another way that I've protected my purity is for years, I did not have any male numbers in my phone. None other than the people that I served with at church. And you have to be careful with that too. Just because you serve with them at church doesn't mean that you can't go down a rocky path. But for me, in my in in what I was doing for myself, I was okay to have the people that I served with this phone number. And um, but that that was a way that I protected myself. I got off Snapchat for a very very long time because I wanted to protect my purity. Uh, it's, it's essential to protect your purity off when we don't know what something tastes like, we don't want it. We don't even know what we want, but oftentimes you'll see something on social media or TV or, um, in the mall, like or in the bar, if you're someone who goes to the bar, you'll see something and it will wet your appetite for something that God doesn't even have for you yet. It doesn't even have to be a bad thing. Like it could be, again, marriage, a godly idea. But if it's not your time yet, if you're not protecting your purity and you are exposed to something prematurely, you're going to, you're going to get hurt. And God does not want his daughter to be hurt. That's why he asks us of things like protecting your purity. And it's more than sexual purity. That's why he asks us because he doesn't want us to be hurt. One of the greatest revelations that I ever had, and this was years ago, was that anything, anything the Lord asks of me or commands me is because he wants to protect me. God is not evil. He cannot be evil. It is It is his one limit. He cannot be evil. So... If he's asking me of it, it is for my own good. He doesn't need me to be pure. He wants that for me because he loves me. He doesn't need me to choose the right husband. He wants that because he loves me. He doesn't need me to be secure as I'm single. He wants that because he loves me. Protect your purity, friends.
Thank you so much for tuning in. My prayer is that this message spoke directly to you no matter what season you're in, specifically for the women who are single and struggling. Um, I pray that you know that you are loved, that you are covered, and that um, you are the apple of God's eye. Truly, you are the apple of God's eye. And if you don't know that yet, I pray that this message encourages you to uh, dive in deeper with your relationship with God. Until next time, be blessed.